Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, what's up and welcome to the Hashtag Lakers podcast. I'm Yo Legazzo and I'm joined by myself. It's just me today. Um, so it's uh, been a week since the Lakers won the chip and I know we've already seen some off-season work going on and uh, I want to talk about that uh, on our next pod. But on this pod, um, you know, I want to celebrate a little bit. And I want to talk about the Lakers journey to number 17 um, uh, you know, it, today might be a longer show than usual. Um, it could have been longer, uh, with, uh, uh, other guests on, um, or, or my other host on the pod, but, uh, it's okay. Uh, I think that's, uh, we're going to have a good conversation. We're going to talk about the Lakers journey and how, really how this Lakers team was able to do it and pull it off, uh, even with all that's gone on. Honestly, in my my opinion, one of the it's been one of the toughest seasons, losing Kobe and Gigi, and then there was the pandemic, the season stoppage, uh, the social justice movements, sacrificing time away with uh, their family in the bubble, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, how this Lakers team has persevered through these circumstances, through the criticisms it received and the challenges it went through, and how it uh, all really culminated to them hoisting the Larry O'Brien trophy at the end of the day. I'm going to try to sort of lead the discussion here and, and get to all the points that I want to make. I want to, uh, to sort of just get into this discussion and immerse ourselves back into the, how this came to be. Everything will be sort of in retrospect, but that's okay. Uh, this team really did it. Um, and this really made a perfect storybook ending a Hollywood story, right? Uh, despite everything that went on the story uh, of the Lakers, this team, this season, I hope will be uh, a team, a season that we'll always remember um, but you know what? Let's let's take it step by step in the in the timeline. First, I want to talk about um, you know as painful as it might be to go through it. Let's quickly go go through the last decade. You know, with the seven year playoff drought, ten years since the last finals appearance leading up to this season, there were a lot of turnovers turnovers of coaches and players of course uh, a lot of bad decisions uh, by the front office timothy timothy mozgov and um, it comes to mind the chris paul trade declined um you know <laughs> and, and then of course the, you had the kobe nash dwight and powell super steam that was a disaster and uh, um and then you know during that same season the achilles injury of kobe bryant uh, you know, a few years later, Kobe retiring with the kids, you know, we've been, had been tanking. And even after that, they've been, they were tanking and um, we were, you know, we were, you know, after Kobe retired, we were able to get some of the, some first round picks um, and we had the kids and we sort of 
had fun with the kids and watched the kids grow up and, and, and develop. Uh, we had, uh, you know, Julius Randle, Jordan Clarkson, D'Lo, uh, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo, Kuzma, Hart, just to name a few, uh, uh, Zubak. Um, I feel like there, um, you know, those times this decade was kind of rough for Lakers fans uh, for obvious reasons. Um, but there were some high points, uh, you know, Kobe retiring, uh, him getting his, uh, um, his banner or, you know, his jersey up there uh, in Staples Center and then him winning the Oscars. I mean, you know, there were some high points, some good points in, in this this decade. And we started off this decade really well. You know, we won the 2010 championship against the Celtics. So that, that was pretty good. And uh, and then, you know, starting off this new this new this new decade with uh, the 2020 championship. But, uh, you know, it, within this decade, I, f- I feel like there are so many kids out there now who in, in Lakerland and uh, Los Angeles and uh, surrounding cities, Southern California, you know, that, that kind of grew up uh, because they grew up with this bad Lakers team this decade. Um, some of them opted to uh, you know, become Clippers fans or other uh fans uh that were having success like the heat or the warriors you know i have so many friends who are now that uh are not friends with uh, like younger uh nephews and um people that i i i know in that sort of generation uh, that grew up in this last decade that were or now warriors fans their dynasty quote unquote <laughs> but but i'm glad that the lakers this generation coming up um was able to see this good lakers team and um and how they went the distance got the the championship uh in this uh really chaotic and bizarre um one of a kind season um let's now turn to sort of this uh you know if you guys remember what went down during the end of the 2018-19 season, uh, I mean, it feels like ages ago, honestly. Uh, you know, we had Magic leaving because of several reasons. There's some inner, inner struggles there between Magic and, and Rob Palinka. Uh, but you know what? Right now, it seems like everything is okay now between them. You know, the Lakers GM, uh, Rob Palinka, uh, first call of championship night was Magic Johnson. Um and so, of course, we saw Magic Johnson supporting the Lakers throughout the whole postseason. So that was really nice to see it, um, them two shaking hands again and, and, and getting along. Uh, but, you know, there was just chaos in the organization uh, in that, uh, you know, last season, 2018-19 season. Um, and mostly <laughs> for deriving from not getting the Anthony Davis trade, you know, not getting that done before the trade deadline uh, and sort of those mid-season AD trade rumors really, really killed the chemistry of that team. And they were trying to push for the playoffs. And of course we didn't make it. Uh, and everyone blamed LeBron uh, of course for it, for trying to make this trade happen to get AD in Lakerland. Um, we of course know what happened, but you know, staying with with the timeline here, I don't uh, know if you guys remember this, but there was a, a February game against the Indiana Pacers that season, last season. Uh, Brandon Ingram stepped into the line 
uh, after getting a, a call, foul call in his favor. And the home fans in Indiana started chanting, you know, LeBron's going to trade you. Le Le LeBron's going to trade you or something like that. I don't know. But uh, I mean, it, was, it was bad and kind of pathetic um, for the fans in Indiana, the Indiana Pacers. Of course, we know that the, the AD trade didn't happen then. Uh, the day of the trade deadline passed, Lonzo Ball, we saw in the locker room playing P. Diddy, P. Diddy's uh, Bad Boys for Life uh, with the chorus of the song, We Ain't Going Nowhere. That didn't last long, of course, because in the offseason, uh, well, you know, first, first of all, Magic left. Lakers missed the playoffs. Luke Walton was let go. Uh, Jeannie. Uh, Bus had to make a big decision, uh, and she did that by letting Rob Polinka handle things from there on. Um, the narrative from everyone, you know, that uh, at the end of that season, in the postseason, even you know this last season, that uh, you know everyone was saying that the Lakers were a chaotic organization. No one wants to go there now. There's too much drama going on there, um, but. Uh, but yeah, you know what? Uh, I think that uh, that's sort of what happened. I, I, I kind of want to take a little break here for a minute. So let's take a quick break and then we'll continue our discussion after the break. So stay tuned um, and we'll see you soon. Hey guys, this is Yoel Legazzo. I wanted to talk to you about Jersey Bird, your number one custom jersey shop. They've got high quality, low priced jerseys for you, your family, and friends. The folks at Jersey Bird are really dedicated to bringing you the very best jerseys, with a focus on dependability, durability, and customer satisfaction. They've even got custom Kobe and LeBron jerseys for you to enjoy. So don't show up to your buddy's NBA Finals party next year looking like a bum. Hop on to JerseyBirdOfficial.com, check out their selection. And at checkout, use promo code LAKERS to get 10% off your order. Again, that's promo code LAKERS to get 10% off your order. Happy shopping. Hey, welcome back to the Hashtag Lakers podcast. And so let's continue our discussion here. And we were talking about everything that happened before the season started and what happened that year before the 2018-19 season. But now let's start with uh, Rob Polinka's work in the 2019 offseason. You know, uh, I'd like to, the, 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 this is sort of, a, you know, the first part of this segment is enter Rob Polinka in the offseason. Um, there were a lot of critis criticisms against him. People started saying that, you know, he only got the job because he was Kobe's agent. Uh, he, he doesn't know how to be a GM. He doesn't know math, he know how or know how salary cap works. He's inexperienced. Uh, it's a mistake, you know, to have him be the GM or uh, uh, interim or whatever his title was uh, in this sort of LeBron led team, blah, blah, blah. Lots of, you know, lots of that. Lots of Laker hate, but I bet they're all eating their words now. Um, every move he's made 
hasn't all been perfect and it may not have been by the books especially considering that you know a lot of the lakers players are clutch clients and and sort of that dynamic between and the relationship between rob link and or the lakers organization and 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 clutch um this season but you know what it's so far it's all worked out and um so i'm going to kind of talk about what he's done and the signing he's made first off i want to um mentioned coach Vogel, you know, Frank Vogel. Uh, he was not even the first pick, nor do I think he was the second or the third, who knows, but the end, but at the end of the day, you know, the Lakers brought him along and signing him to this deal really helped set the foundations of what this team was going to be about. And we saw that uh, all throughout the season and in the postseason, And even against the heat, that final game against the heat was the culmination of what it was all about. The Lakers are defensive juggernauts um, from, from, you know, making rotations, you know, coach Vogel from making rotations that were highly questionable at times to making winning rotations um, in, in the postseason was perfect. You know, big props to coach Vogel for making the right moves at the right times, especially when it counted in the postseason. Um, you know, the Lakers are 2020 champs in part because of him. And I, I don't want to also, you know, I don't want to leave out the surrounding coaching staff from Leonel Hollins, Phil Handy, Jason Kidd, uh, at Al, you know, their, their collective brain power and basketball IQ, their coaching uh, experience was no match for any other coaching staff. I believe in my opinion, uh, the only coaching staff that was close, but it was really not that close was the Miami heat. Um, so, I mean, you know, really credit, credit to coach Vogel, um, credit to the coaching staff, but credit to Rob Polinka for, for, you know, starting that domino effect, picking that, uh, uh, our coach, uh, who would be instrumental in, in this, uh, this, this title and, and getting this title, um, Next, I want to talk about the the AD trade for the kids. You know, my brother likes to say sell the farm. You know, there's conversation that we had back in the offseason where my brother John Webb, you know, he would, you know, uh, some of us were skeptical. I don't know if we want to trade everybody, you know, because we saw the the um, sort of the the potential of our kids, right? Brandon Ingram and Kuzma and Lonzo and things like that. Um, but we knew that they were, you know, a few years out before they they would be um we would see we would see that or you would benefit from that uh having this ad trade you know it was highly controversial controversial trade a lot of people criticized this trading in, including myself right but for me i i didn't doubt ad's talent my worry was uh did we give away the wrong pieces or you know kuzma over brendan ingram um, in my opinion, that's still debatable, right? But however, I will say that Kuzma fits way better with LeBron than, than Brandon Ingram. Uh, with, with LeBron than, than Brandon Ingram, right? Kuzma has also gone on uh, from like mediocre defense, a, a below average NBA defense, to you know above average. Um, some even can argue that he is he's an elite wing defender now, uh, having to guard, and we saw him guard. You know, um, players like Jimmy Butler um, in in 
and and doing well defensively against them. In ref, re, in all retrospect, I, I'm glad that we kept Kuzma, and uh, you know, the, I'm glad that we traded for AD because AD, you know, I don't think we would have been able to make it, uh, um, this far without AD, even with LeBron. Um, then I want to talk about you know, Kawhi passing on. Uh, uh, oh, well, before that, I, I want to talk about, you know, credit. I want to credit Rob Palinka for making the trade happen. You know, that was, uh, we didn't get the trade to go down, you know, in the 2018-19 season, but he got it done. He got it done. Uh, we traded a lot, but it was worth it in the end. Um, so now let's let's move on to Kawhi passing on the Lakers and going to the Clippers. I just want to remind everyone that the Lakers lost a lot of leverage after Kawhi held the Lakers hostage and, and sort of uh, basically let the, the free agent market dry up. You know, we missed out on a lot of players like Seth Curry and others. Uh, but uh, Rob Polinka bounced back, you know, credit to him. He bounced back right away and went on a flurry of signings. In the end, Polinka knew what he was doing. Uh, and, and he had a backup plan. Uh, every move he may, made led to this Lakers chip. He was playing chess while every other GM was playing checkers, right? Um, and, you know, our supporting cast, albeit with the help of the Clutch Sports Group, right? You know, we brought back we brought uh, back Rondo and KCP. We brought in Danny Green. We brought in Boogie. You know, we brought in a lot of great players. We brought in Caruso. You know, he was instrumental. Um, of course we saw Boogie, you know, get injured in the off season and he brought in, you know, to my, to everyone's surprise was Howard, you know, Dwight Howard, Superman, eight time all-star and three time defensive player of the year. He had disappointed uh, the, the Lakers fans, the Laker nation in his first stint here in LA. Uh, we all know what happened. Dwight Howard had become Lakers enemy number one. Right. Um, but uh, you know, after Boogie got injured in the off season, he signed a one-year non-guaranteed contract. He was humble, and after having met with with a lot of uh, several players like LeBron and AD, the entire coaching staff, the front office, you know, he even met with, uh, um, right, with LeBron. Sorry, but uh, uh, one thing that came out was that um, Kobe was was actually one of the many people that that uh, uh, the Lakers consulted with prior to signing Dwight. Um, you know, as you know, I think Jeannie Buss confirmed this. And, you know, really this season he went on a redemption toward Dwight Howard and he played the role that he was given um, to be that backup center, defend, rebound, and occasionally get that lob, get that uh, lob dunk, bring in some energy from the bench. He accepted that role and he thrived because of it. He even got to start, to, you know, he even got the starting center job in, in the Denver and, uh, you know, the late Denver series and beginning of the heat series, uh, you know, in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, you know, credit to, to, to Rob Polinka, really what he's done has really helped the, this Lakers team. Uh, every move he's made, like I said, has, le has led to this Lakers championship. But now let's sort of move on to the season, right? We, uh, including the bubble games, the season record was 52 and 19. Overall, I think we had a great season. And uh, we quickly became the number one seed in the West. And I don't think any any West team had ever surpassed us in the season, if I recall right. Uh, we were clearly the best team in the West, uh, despite what the media was saying. 
I think they they built this team around chemistry, right, and defense. Unlike unlike, unlike the the other LA team that we know, right? Uh, like on defense, we we had a defensive coach in Frank Vogel, right? And then we had Avery Brad the Avery Bradley challenge that came about that became a real thing after the first day of training camp. Uh, you know, as he, we, we heard from reporters that he swarmed his fellow teammates with defensive tenacity and, you know, no one wanted Avery Bradley to, to guard him, to guard them, you know, and Anthony, da- Anthony Davis, of course, at the beginning of the season was motivated to be the best defensive player in the league, which he was, uh, not that guy in Milwaukee. Um, but uh, <laughs> we were very, you know, the Lakers team was were very much committed to the being defensive minded, uh, to be this defensive minded team. And it worked, you know, game six against the heat was an example of that. Uh, the defensive execution was on super Saiyan mode. We destroyed them really. I mean, we were so locked in and, and, and we had, uh, the heat, um, we held the heat to 36 points really at the half. I mean, it wasn't perfect all the way around, especially in the later, uh, you know, in the second half, but uh, it was the next, uh, it was the best defense that, uh, you know, I think that I've, I've been able to see in the postseason that really just crushed the hearts and, and, and the, the morale of, of the heat team. And that's what you want to see from them. And going back, you know, so that was, that was sort of the defensive uh, uh, sort of our identity, right? We were a defensive minded team. Another identity that we had that was, was, uh, you know, in chemistry and the team chemistry. And I just loved how this team kind of gelled together in the very beginning. Remember they had the, um, that LeBron led training cap in Vegas before preseason started uh, or, uh, you know, I'm guessing that LeBron said, look, I brought you all here for a reason, right? So I think from that point on, uh, everything was kind of you know smooth sailing as for the most part. You didn't hear, you know, you didn't hear any issues in the locker room, uh, and you know some fans would even thought that Dwight in the locker room would cause some issues, but everything went well, dude. Like everything went well on and off the court. The chemistry between everyone and the coaching staff included was absolutely critical. And it really helped them in the bubble in the, in the playoffs, they all relied on each other. I mean, AD said that, uh, you know, that while in the bubble, they were like a family to each other. You know, this was the post presser at uh with rachel nichols uh you're saying this that you know they were like family to each other and they they would hang out in their rooms uh go golfing or fishing i mean they were they were family there was a lot of togetherness in here and you gotta love that and that was you know the one of the identities throughout the whole season um this chemistry but you know there was a lot of turbulence along the way too uh like it wasn't all green pastures it wasn't easy they were tested at every turn one major storm, of course, was um, in January this last year with the passing of Kobe and Gigi Bryant and others in that helicopter. I mean, that was one of the toughest and most tragic things to ever happen uh, in the world and in Laker history, for sure. I mean, our hero, the legend, the Black Mamba and his daughter, Mamba Sita, along uh, with others, you know, passed away and died in the helicopter crash very unexpectedly and the whole world the nba the city of la our lives it all stopped i mean you remember it um and you guys can go back to our episodes on that 
Um, not sure if we are fully recovered yet from it, but you know what? LeBron and AD doing it for them, taking it all the way, really honors who Kobe was, who Gigi was, the Bryant family stood for. I mean, really after Kobe died, Laker Nation looked to LeBron, right? He had to shoulder us through that experience with his never forgotten, you know, speech. The first time in front of Laker Nation in Staples Center, you know. Reminding everyone along the way as well. After that, along with every other Laker player, that they were doing this and they were going to do this to honor Kobe and his legacy and take it all the way. And, um, you know, this week, LeBron's post on social media, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to go back, but, you know, go, going back to the post, to, to, to the aftermath of Kobe's death, um, you know, LeBron, he promised to continue his legacy, to continue Kobe's legacy. And that's really set the tone, you know, from there on for the rest of the season and this postseason. Um, job wasn't finished and um, they were going to do what they, whatever they could to take it all the way. And they did. And, um, you know, it's very emotional, but I, I, um, I'm just happy. I'm just so, so happy that ended this way. For Laker Nation, for us, that the championship was won for Kobe. All right, <clears throat> clearing my throat here. Got a little emotional there, <laughs> but uh, let's let's move on. I mean, because that's exactly what Rob Palinka did. He moved on right away after that. After Kobe died, you know, credit to Rob Palinka for exercising some Mamba mentality, even amidst the sadness and the pain of losing his best friend and his goddaughter, he went to work right away. You know, he, you know, the Lakers waved Troy Daniels, sad to see him go. He was a great player, brought a lot of good chemistry in the team. And, and as well as Boogie, you know, we, we waved them both. And in return, we signed basically for free Markeith Morris and Dion Waiters. You know, Dion didn't do much in the postseason due to his injury. It was kind of sad to see that, but, uh, um, and I hope that we, we sign him back again. I think that he provides some playmaking and some shooting that we're going to need next season. And um, Markeith was also an important piece, especially considering if you, you know, if you consider all his, his the three pointing shooting that he made, I mean, he was he was an important part in this postseason run um, and in this championship run. Two players, um, and you know, credit to Rob Palinka again, man. Um, and <laughs> you know, just as we thought that everything, you know, going sticking to this timeline right after Kobe's death, Rob Palinka. 
signs Markeith Morris and Dion Waver, Waiters after waving Troy Daniels and Boogie. You know, just as we thought, things were rolling again by beating the Clippers and the Bucks. You know, everything was smooth sailing and everything looked great. You know, um, then everything went uh, to a full stop by the COVID-19 pandemic. You know, the season went in limbo. No one knew if the season would ever be completed again. On top of that, there was unrest all over the country with calls for social justice, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement. But the NBA and the NBPA all worked together to piece together a plan to restart the season. And it worked, you know, that bubble restart, it really worked. Um, You know, at the end of it, there were zero... Uh, zero positive test and everyone be and and all credit to everyone in the bubble for being compliant you know with the rules that they had put in place but at the bubble restart right if you remember for the in terms of the lakers avery bradley uh you know this is an, you know, another thing that uh, happened that sort of um you know didn't help <laughs> or you know, everyone thought it would hurt the, the Lakers' chances to, to get to to win the title. You know, Avery Bradley sat out due to personal reasons regarding his family, which we totally understand, right? And we signed J.R. Smith to replace him. And um, so that means, you know, uh, I, I think we could have done well with Avery Bradley, but we, you know, in this postseason, we it was surprising that we didn't need him. You know, everyone stepped up. Caruso stepped up. Rondo stepped up. And it was, it was amazing to see. Um, you know, we also saw in the restarted bubble, THT, Kaycock, Costas joined the team. And um, that was pretty fun to see some of those young guys play, especially THT. Uh, I'm excited to see what he uh, can become in his potential. Um, then, you know, in, in the, uh, these were these sort of the the eight seeding games i kind of want to move into these eight seeding games uh, i feel like everyone gave the lakers so much slack for for losing so much but dude come on we were playing with rotations uh rajon rondo was injured of course another uh obstacle that we had to to get through um he needed surgery outside the bubble and then he came back you know i think he came back in the second round um and of course, you know, Keith didn't join the team until later uh, in the, the seeding games, you know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, the, 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 the narrative during the bubble, you know, when the, at the bubble, you know, that the, the Lakers were the number one seed, but they were frauds, you know, number one seed frauds in the Western Conference. That was sort of the narrative. Um, and that we would never make it out to the finals or even make it out uh, to the, the, the first round or, or against the, the, this, the Portland team, which I want to get into a little bit, but uh, I want to take a stop there and take a break for you guys here. Um, so this is our, our last break, but uh, we'll get right back to you guys and talk about the postseason and the championship. So um, we'll talk to you guys in a minute. Hey guys, let me tell you about these delicious protein bars. They're called Built Bars. Ever heard of them? 
The typical protein bar is dense, gritty, and difficult to chew. Not built bar though. The texture is light and fluffy, and it's covered in perfectly tempered, 100% pure dark chocolate. With each bite you take, you will think you are cheating on your diet, indulging on a chocolate dessert. We think you'll agree, there isn't a more delicious way to get your protein. Built Bar is the favorite protein bar of many fitness trainers and fitness enthusiasts alike. My personal favorite is the cookies and cream. It's like eating a candy bar. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LAKERPOD to get 10% off your order. That's promo code LAKERPOD to get 10% off your order at BuiltBar.com. Hey, what's up and welcome back to the Hashtag Lakers podcast. Um, again, I'm here by myself. Uh, we've been talking about the uh, Lakers journey to number 17, sort of timeline, sticking to the timeline. We just got talk, done talking about the eight seeding games in the bubble. Um, and here I want to talk about um, the postseason, you know. We faced Portland in the first round. Um, and heading into that first round in the playoffs, the narrative was that the Lakers were no match against Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers. And, you know, uh, who were just kind of incredible to watch during the seeding games uh, where they were basically in playoff mode the whole time from the beginning so that they could clinch the AC. I mean, they were, they were rolling, right? We did lose game one, but we bounced back and won the next four games. In Houston, sort of the same story. The narrative was that Houston was too talented, right? And their small ball play would crush the Lakers. Nope, that wasn't the case. Similarly, I think that, uh, well, you know, we, we lost game one, but sort of the same story, right? Um, Westbrook went full Westbrook and taunted all Laker nation. And after that, you know, we beat them straight, four games straight. <laughs> uh, so that was that. Denver. Uh, was a little bit harder. We won um, games one and two, of course. And then AD had that phenomenal buzzer beater three-pointer at game two to win that. Um, felt like we were, um, you know, uh, Jamal Murray and uh, was really good. And uh, we lost game three. And then we beat him uh, two more times. I, I just feel like, you know, in, in general, this team – in this postseason in the Western Conference, um, I feel like the, we were such a versatile team. We were such a versatile team in, in terms of the lineups that we could produce, we could deploy out there. You know, against Portland, they matched, we, the Lakers matched their bigs uh, with our bigs, with uh, having a two, you know, those two bigs on, on the court uh, center. And then we had Dwight Howard. I think we even saw a couple of, uh, you know, a few moments of Dwight and JaVale uh, out there for a little bit together. That was kind of funny to see. Um, then against the Rockets, we went away with our traditional centers because they were, and we went our quote unquote small ball, right? I don't know if you really call it small ball because you have AD at the five, you know, he's seven footer there. Um, but, you know, we, we outplayed their small ball and, 
and they were supposed to be this sort of extreme version of the warrior small ball and we outplayed them i don't know if that's going to be sustainable that's sort of the rocket small ball lineup uh, and we already seen that they've they're making a few moves already um uh, in terms of the front office, who knows what they'll end up doing in the, uh, once uh, trades and free agency starts uh, ramping up. Um, and then against the Heat in the last game, we, you know, we unleashed our secret weapon in the starting lineup. We put 80 at the five and we brought in Alex Caruso, the bald mamba, bald eagle man, um, who was, was crucial in, in, in these in the postseason, you know, his defensive effort really um, just love everything about Caruso. And I hope that we can continue, continue to keep him. We have him until next, we have him next year. And I hope that we, we sign him, you know, and, you know, extend his contract or sign him for more years in, in next off season. But uh, with the heat, I think they presented a tougher challenge, right? Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Harrow. Uh, and the cast really fought with all that they had. Um, but as you know, it wasn't enough. Um, the Lakers were sort of like a, like, you know, like a lion playing with this food, uh, like some sort of water Buffalo. Uh, and we got too playful and we got smacked in the face by one of its ho hooves, you know, <laughs> we lost two games. Um, and then we were like, you know what? All right, that's it. And game six happened <laughs> and we completely pounced on them. Uh, we've, I've already talked about it. You know, our defensive effort on that game, man, it was on point. And I, um, you know, it, it, our chemistry and our defense sort of uh, was in full display that game. And, uh, you know, it goes to show you how important the um, chemistry and, and defense is. You know, they, they keep saying, you know, you win championships uh, by your defense. But uh, I've kind of I kind of wanted to to pose this question to myself, you know, you know what does this championship mean for for uh, for me, you know, um, you know, with Kobe and Gigi, I think that uh, this championship, you know, felt different than the previous ones, of course, um, and I think I may have mentioned it uh, in the other segments, but um, but you know, it just it did. Um, it was emotional. You know, I think the presence of Kobe Bryant seemed to be to fill the air. Um, every time you watched that, that uh, a game, a Laker game, or every time you followed him, you know, whether it's social media or, or Spectrum Sportsnet or wherever, it just, um, it felt different, you know. Throughout the entire playoff season, the Lakers were conscious of making Kobe and the Bryant family proud. And, and sometime last week you know uh, after winning the championship championship lebron posted uh, something on instagram you know talking to, to kobe you know i i hope you know he said you know hope i made you proud and i think that was very special um it goes to show you that in his mind you know this wasn't only just to, for him you know to to sort of cement himself uh, to win his fourth championship and also cement himself um, as one of the greatest of all time, or if not the best of all time, surpassing Michael Jordan. That's still a debate, but we can talk about it another time. But um, it just goes to show you how dedicated he was um, and how um, determined he was to win this for Kobe and Gigi and to honor Kobe's legacy and to honor him. 
Um, you know, even countless Lakers players, uh, also executives and fans have honored Kobe Bryant in the wake of this title. Jeannie Buss mentioned Kobe during the, her speech, accepting the finals trophy. Uh, and the Lakers, you know, that night we, we heard Lakers fans, um, I think it was in front of Staples Center chanting Kobe, you know, throughout this and even throughout the streets of Los Angeles, uh, immediately after the Lakers won, you know, Kobe, Kobe. Oh man, you, you loved it. It was, it was, um, it was a special, you know, it's, this is a special win. Um, even, you know, at the Davis, uh, dedicated this title to Kobe Bryant in his post game interview, uh, on Sunday night as well. I think, you know, it just goes to show you, you know, I just really, I just enjoyed how they presented each game. Um, this Lakers team with sort of that moment mentality, uh, allowing sort of the spirit of Kobe Bryant to, to, to fuel their motivation and bringing and bring home another title to the city of LA and to, to Laker nation. Um, the example of this of course was, you know, the black mama jerseys that they wore and those were, those are so slick, man. I, I got to get one. Um, I just, um, I still really can't believe that the Lakers won the championship and, um, you know, eight months ago, eight, eight months ago, Kobe and Gigi died and um, they won it. You know, the, the Lakers won it. For me, honestly, for me, my, my family, my faith, and this Lakers team brought a sense of, uh, of normalcy and um, to my life. You know, when, when, when the outside world was anything but normal, right? Um, you know, I watched every single Lakers game this, this season. Um, I celebrated and I cried Sunday night when the Lakers or their Sunday whites, you know, won that championship. And even days after and today, as I'm talking about it now, it's just overwhelming to me, the feeling, the emotion that the Lakers did it in this year to honor Kobe and Gigi who had died this year. I mean, it was a perfect storybook ending, right, to this very tumultuous year. It's going to be sad for me to say goodbye to this particular Lakers team. Like, I'm really sad about it. I'm pretty sad about it. I'm going to miss this team so much. Like, we went through a lot together. You know, from Kobe and Gigi. We went through a lot together. and We journeyed with them. And, you know, this team brings me so much joy. It's going to be sad for me to say goodbye to some of these things because you know what? We're going to likely see some of them go. You know, some of our role players go here. And we're going to see new faces next year. How this team came together, the chemistry of this team, how the team played, how they carried themselves, especially in the playoffs this family that they have, the culture, right? 
we talk about heat culture but man laker laker culture lake show culture however you want to call it this togetherness this bond together that we've been through through this difficult year this tumultuous year right all of that they stayed motivated and uh wanted to do it not only for themselves but for laker nation us right for Kobe and Gigi and they really focused on that task at hand and they want it for us really thankful to this team to the coaching staff Rob Polinka Jeannie Buss Laker Nation um I mean this was for Kobe and the title to number 17 right or the journey to number t- to 17 couldn't have been more perfect and um despite everything that went on this year but i think that's you know <laughs> i really hope that we we um always remember this season what it meant for us i know i will and you know it's written in the books now Lakers are 2020 NBA champions. That's it. Well, guys, that's it for today. Thanks for joining me. (laughs) Uh, Hope you guys enjoyed this. It's kind of different with just me on the show today talking about this. We promise to have some guests, uh, you know, or at least my co-host with me next pod and uh, to talk about uh, you know, this postseason, what might happen, sort of the trades that could be done or whatever. We'll talk about that next episode. But thank you guys for um, enjoying this journey and staying tuned, listening to us uh, this season. I know we are a new pod, but I really, really appreciate you guys. And something that would really help us along the way is if you guys please Go on Apple Podcasts if you have an Apple device. So go to Apple Podcast, subscribe. But more importantly, please give us a five-star review. And, you know, you can just give us the five-star rating or you can put a review on and write something uh, happy for us or <laughs> good, a good review for us. We'd really, really appreciate that. Um, and... You know, make sure you guys also follow follow us on Twitter at hashtag LakerPod. Um, and we're also on Instagram, right? We uh, That's where we all started at Lakers Daily Scoop. So follow us there as well. With that said, guys, you guys have a great day. Root for the Lakers. And we'll talk to you guys next time. This game's in the Admiral refrigerator. The door is closed. The light's out. Butter's getting hard, the eggs are cooling, and the jello is jiggling. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.